Welcome to this week's MTD podcast. I'm Colin Griffiths, I run MTD Network. We are joined today by Stuart Wade of Empire Manufacturing, who is on the MTD Network. Just background of MTD Network, I've mentioned that three times already. But essentially, we list engineers on our website, showcase some of the fantastic work they do, which we have done for you occasionally, Stuart, and try and get them some work as well, and do some videos to, sh again, showcase exactly what they do in their fantastic machine shop. That is the reason why we're at Empire Manufacturing today. Stuart, thank you for having us along. It is a fantastic success story, I'd say, because it started, well, in troubled times, can we say? Yeah, yeah, you could definitely say that. We started in beginning of 2008, um, so just ahead of the, the big recession that uh, soon followed. Um, little did we know when we started, obviously. Um, but yeah, we, we started off with high hopes. Um, the, the market was very buoyant with uh, lots of work everywhere, which was the reason that we, we chose to kind of start then. And we, we went to Star. We said, look, you know, we're starting a new company. Um, we want three new machines um, told them what we wanted they were very accommodating as you can imagine <laughs> and well, so straight away th brand new company three machines yep. and star worked with you to supply those machines yes yeah yeah they uh, you know they same as they've been all the way through our experience with them um, you know they'll they'll get the machines here on the floor and we'll worry about the rest of it later <laughs> <laughs> worry about getting paid maybe yeah that's right yeah but looking at machine shop in the background you've obviously been paying them very well but we'll come to that in a minute so 2008 didn't see it, well no one really saw it come in. Three brand new machines through the door, what happened? Mm. Uh, then we had to figure out how I was going to pay for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the work dropped off, uh, you know, fell off a cliff and we was, we was going from day to day, basically. Yep. You know, we was raiding our piggy banks and asking friends and family for loans just to, just to get us out of the hole that we was in. And it was kind of a, a weekly basis of can we keep going? But luckily we did, you know, we, we somehow, I'm just still not sure how but we did somehow get through it and you know and after that you know we started picking up more work and we went from strength to strength we well, say how you got through it perseverance hard work and good engineering i would suggest yeah yeah definitely uh, definitely a lot of hard work <laughs> okay so yeah. you started off three star machines looking around and obviously i'm assuming sliding ahead because they're stars yes yep yeah so, right. um what do you do now give us a quick overview of the machines you've got so yeah, although obviously we started off with the, the three stars, we've grown. Um, we had 10 up until a couple of weeks ago where we sold two off and bought one new one in. So we're down to nine now, um, but more efficient. Right, I was going to say, so you're making two streams to one. Streamlined, so yeah. new machine, what, what is it off, off top of your head? It's uh, SR32J Type 2. So no, it's not, it's an SR32J2 <laughs> Type B. There you go, nice and easy. But yeah, yeah, easy two point. machines down to one, why how the main reason was the the two machines that we got rid of were a lot older um, you know so with the newer technology on the machines now it's it's a lot more efficient um, you know the the setups should be a little bit quicker and easier you know they've got different things in the in software that help you set tools and, and things like that so that obviously helps with our efficiency the machine slightly bigger capability as well, a big capacity, so we can fit slightly larger bar in there. Because it's 32, but it'll go up to... It'll go up to 36 without the, without the guide bush in there, yeah. Okay. So, so new technology moving forward. The old machines were still good, though. Yeah, there was nothing wrong with them. Uh, we were still running them up until the last day, uh, you know, so we, we didn't worry about, oh, that's an old machine, we're not going to put this job on because it's got tight limits. It They still got the same jobs as all the others went on. So, you know, it was... 
it was perfectly good to run. Um, it's just that it wasn't quite as quick as a newer machine would be, obviously, yeah, not, not as efficient. So investment sounds like it's key here, but I'll come to that in a moment. Other machines just quickly running. Any milling capability? Yes, we do do milling, yeah. Obviously, we can do milling on the stars, and there's quite a lot of jobs that we've done that, to look at them, you'd traditionally say that's a mill job, but um, you know, being able to automate it completely um, on the star and get them off complete is actually yep. sometimes a better way um, if we can Absolutely. do it that way. Um, but yeah, we've also got a three-axis mill for dedicated milling work. Um, we've also got a fixed-head um, CMZ machine. So you say you say the fixed-head CMZ machine. I mean, yeah, predominantly sliding head with the stars. Mm. CMZ though, that's fully fully kitted up to work 24/7. It is. Yeah, we've got a bar feeder on it, and we've also got a gantry loader, so we can feed and unload billets. Um, yeah, completely unmanned. Brilliant, okay. And one other machine, a Romy, I think? That was a bit of a... Yeah, we invested in a little Romy C420 um, uh, a couple of years ago now. And yes, that's been great. It was it was to replace an old manual lathe that was really kind of on its last legs. <laughs> and, you know, we'd persevered with for, for many years. And we thought it's time to take the leap. We wanted something that was going to replace that for little bits that we can make up here. You know, you, there's always something that you want to knock up yourself uh, for different jobs um, but also that would give us the capability of doing jobs you know short batch jobs um, right so every, any good engineer can just pop in a, a billet do a quick bit of work rather than having yeah. spending ages programming and things like that yeah that's right you know our, our cmz's geared up for for bigger runs you know you don't want to be doing ones off or fives off um, so the roam is perfect for that sort of thing absolutely so again it sounds like even though the roam is a second hand machine and limited capability in terms of big batch runs, investment again, key, key to success in this company? Yeah, yeah definitely. It just, just adds another string to our bow, you know, it allows us to do more and more things all yeah. the time. So, yeah. Now, say investing as well, you've actually got, I mean, we've been here on and off over the last three, four, five years. Mm. You've invested in staff as well, but the number of staff's actually gone down, but you're still as, as efficient, if not more? Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, we, we lost a few engineers uh, last summer and with that, we obviously kept an eye on our sales, and our sales went up. So, <laughs> brilliant. But I think that's an age-old so cool. problem, isn't it? Get, getting decent engineers. Yeah, the, the biggest problem is getting good staff. If you've got good staff, then that makes a massive difference. Um, otherwise, you're kind of relying on people to do jobs that they're not necessarily doing, and you're thinking that that work's getting done, and it's not, and you know you suffer for it. Okay. Now, on on the subject of staff, apprentices. You've got a decent apprentices as well. Yes. Yeah, we've we've had a lot of apprentices over the years, but we've our main engineer out there was an apprentice with us, and he stayed on. And yeah, he's he's very very good. Um, and we've now got a new apprentice, yeah, and he's he's doing well. So again, I'm, I'm going to mention it again. It's about investment. So you've invested in your machines, invested in your staff. Yeah, that's right. You've, I think you've got to. There's the whole country's crying out for skilled people, um, and if you can't find them, then best things to create them. Okay. If you can. And it's not just about the machines on the machine shop as well, though. Software in the background, what are you running? So, yeah, we use a couple of things, actually. We use Factory Wiz for monitoring the machines and keeping a good close eye on those and, and seeing the efficiency of them. So when you say monitoring machines, what, they, what sort of information are they giving you? Pretty much anything. If, if you can find the info on the machine, then you can get it through Factory Wiz. Yeah, it will give you... Um, it will give you updates with tool offsets being altered. It will tell you the downtime of the machine, what, um, whether the machine's down for whatever reasons. It will give you that alarm that it's pinging up. It will bring that over to you. Um, you can also have tablets on the machine so that you can communicate directly with the operator. If they're having an issue, they can send you in a uh, message and you can see why 
they're struggling or you know whatever okay. um so yeah it's it's great for highlighting any issues um especially sort of recurrent issues um, and you can kind of nip them in the bud will it will it identify people who aren't running the machines properly controversial well yeah it can do yeah because yeah. it'll give you cycle time so you can yeah. you can look and see what the efficiency of that machine has been and you know you can you can relate that back to previous times that job's been run yeah, but based on the stuff you've got that's not an issue but no, an another thing that's helping you run the company in terms of software yeah so we use PSL data track we've used that since we started and that's that's a massive benefit um, we've grown the amount of modules that we use on that um, so we're using more and more um, of its sort of capabilities we don't use every capability that it's got but we we use a fair few of them now and as well as the the software itself which is extremely sort of uh, critical for us in running our business you know it's it keeps a track of absolutely everything um, it organizes everything right from the quoting to the material orders to the material allocations to jobs orders going out and delivery notes invoices everything um, we even update uh, upload all of our invoicing up to sage so that goes straight into our accounting so yeah it's really good for that um, but uh, yeah as I was saying as well as the software itself the service from PSL is really really good mm -hmm. we find that if there's an issue that we have uh, that's not necessarily something that we don't know how the software does it um, you know they will help us in oh well if you do it like this or they'll they'll come up with a strategy or you know a plan of how we could do things um to help yeah. with that and they can build it around your requirement because it's it is an off-the-shelf product load mm. i mean i think 26 different modules but you don't you haven't got them all but you can they can tailor it for your requirements yeah definitely i mean obviously every company is different um so to be able to tailor it like you say to people's individual requirements yep. is imperative and there's also a really great feature called uh, the wish list. So if there's something that it can't currently do, you can request it. And quite often in the update that comes out, there'll, there'll be the new feature. Absolutely brilliant. Right, Stuart, it is a great success story. It really is, especially from, you know, I could say humble beginnings, but basically all the work falling off a cliff and you've mm, got three machines yeah. that need to be paid for to where you are now. So I'm just trying to top up about 12 machines. Uh, nine right. stars, CMZ, Mill, Romy, yeah, 12 machines. Yeah, so good addition from Colin there, maybe. <laughs> okay, what, over this period of time, do you think has been your biggest success story? One where you've woken up the next day still with a big smile on your face. <laughs> keep uh, it keep it decent, please. <laughs> I think the biggest thing for us was probably moving unit. Um, we went from a, a small sort of two, two and a half thousand square foot unit to 5,300 square foot. So sort of doubled our capacity um, and brought the machines over and, and kind of grew from there. And we've, we've pretty much filled this unit up now as well. So that's probably the most singular thing that I can think of. Um, yeah. But overall, really just the continued investment um, and continued growth and improvement that we're doing as part and parcel of our day every day. Brilliant, brilliant story. Stuart, one final thing, where to next? Right to next. Cool. <laughs> um, don't know. Sky's the limit. More machines, bigger premises. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I like the size that we are at the moment. To be honest, I I feel it's more manageable. Um, like I said, you know, staff's hard to find. Good staff's difficult to find. So I'm really happy with the team that we've got at the moment. Um, not looking to change anything there. Maybe one or two additions if we can find the right people. And yeah, just just work on our efficiency and. Yeah, keep going, sky's the limit, like I say. Brilliant. Stuart, thank you very much. Empire Manufacturing, a great success story. And the whole picture, not just about the machines, people, software, machines, 
where your premises investment is key to your success. Great, great story. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the MTD podcast. If you found value in this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. Find more episodes on mtdcnc.com.